You're listening to the Shantyman Podcast, a conversation designed to help those recovering from religion find true faith in the Creator. Podcast. Victor Summers sitting across the table from Sam Rushton. Sam Rushton, Victor Summers, the Shannonman Podcast. Good to be with you for another episode. We are in the loft, downtown Chatham, New Brunswick. Happy to be with you today. Hey everyone. Sam, you're looking great. Thank you. You're looking well rested. Uh I <laughs> funny. I went to bed at like I was in bed at like way before ten last night. Oh, okay. What's, I'm an, no, what's normal I'm for you? I'm an old man now. What's normal for you? Uh, usually, I might, uh, you know, uh, scoop my bunions into bed at like 10 to, between 10 and 11, and I'll read for a while and then fall asleep. But okay. last night, I was in at like 9.30, and it, this is a horrible way to wow. start a podcast. Of no, being no, like, that's important. I'm turning into like an oldie. <laughs> 9.30 bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum. I, uh, I'm i going to bed way too late. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Yeah, playing just, video games. Fortnite, I, I just uh, well, the, all the kids. No, the the issue has always been for me. If I don't have someone looking for me in the morning, if I don't have a meeting to get to, then I, I typical pastor just don't get up. <laughs> actually, I had I, I had a text. I had a text this morning from someone who was who was actually looking for me. Yeah, and I told them I was still in the Word, <laughs> which is what I call my bed. <laughs> You have a label on the side of the, yeah, the headboard. I've, I've named my bed the, the word. word. So if anyone asks, where are you? I said, that's, I'm in the word. That's tricky. And he actually wrote back and said, oh, you're reading your Bible. I'll leave you alone for a little while. Really? Yeah. So it worked. But you and lied. He thought, he thought I was so spiritual. You were deceptive. Might have been, might, might have been a straight lie, but it was a, a lie of deceitful Listen, deception. If, if he misunderstood what I was talking about, no, it's on you. You meant it. Him. You meant it. Listen, words are words. No, you listen. <laughs> words are words. How they are defined in a person's mind is none of my concern. Oh, actually, yes, I it is. St- I stand by my original text. Yeah, but you, but if your purpo- if you knowingly use a word, knowing that the other person is going to interpret it differently, I mm-hmm. don't think it's on them. Hmm. Boom, mic drop. So I'll stop calling my easy chair <laughs> prayer. Because <laughs> uh, I'm in prayer. Uh, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You've been in prayer all night, even I've been though in the, all o- the office all is playing on the TV. Yeah, in front exactly. Of you. Yeah. You know what I, wa- I I saw this week, and some of our listeners might might connect with this, and and I've I've actually been guilty of it. It was a, a meme or something that. Surprised you know what I mean. People, <laughs> people, people. When they ask if you watch The Office, yeah, right. So they said it's interesting that people will. The question from an off uh, from a fan of the show The Office, yeah, is, do you watch The Office? Okay. Not have you watched The Office? Oh, do you? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, that's because yeah. because it's absolutely true. I just finished up my yeah. probably sixth. Um run through six of, of this of the show really yeah wow yeah we're kind of an annual an annual uh run through of it huh yeah and i got a nephew daniel he's been on the podcast before he's he it's always playing really uh, always he goes to bed with it 
um, playing and yeah, he's always just concerned. He goes to bed with it playing? Yeah. Yeah. I can never do that. I can't sleep if no, there's I stuff like that going no, on. No, I couldn't do that either. No. It's probably not healthy either. I don't have that. Yeah, I don't know. Like he- healthy what way? Physically, mentally? Just, yeah, just being able to sleep. Just getting good yeah. sleep. Or see, we come right back to the sleep. Sleep. Oh, uh, speaking of that too, actually I did not a test, but uh, I've known for a while. So I usually read, like I said, I read in bed for a little bit and then fall asleep. And mm-hmm. I thought for a while that it helps me sleep better. And then it got proven the other night because every night for the past like couple weeks, I've been reading even just a little bit till I start going like, you know, your eyes start rolling the back of your head and then mm. I put book down, go to sleep. One night this week, I didn't. And it took me like an hour and a half to fall asleep. And I woke up multiple times in the night. And one of the times in the night, I stayed up for like 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> so the next night I read, fell asleep within 15, 20 minutes, minutes of reading conked out nice. for the night maybe went up to get up to use the bathroom once in the night and then that's it something to it science science i'm a science teacher now so it was so I funny I was, ta- I was talking to my mom and dad the other day she woke up mom woke up 2 30 in the morning the other the other morning and uh dad was sitting up eating an orange <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so so that's where they are okay he just had a craving for an orange couldn't sleep and that's and the perfect time to do it <laughs> perfect mil- mil- 2 30 nice. in the morning uh, we should mention that brie is in the room too she's uh she's over here in the corner you've heard brie in in the last episode she's not on the mic today she's producing for us she actually has a laptop open google uh is at the ready yeah she's going to be there if we need any any google reference. fact checks fact checks bible references fact checks um, what else? Uh, phrases that nobody but Victor understands. Oh She'll check goodness. those. Yeah, um, and show that they're all legit. Yeah. What do we want to talk about today? Because it, I, I think I, I want to kind of set it up this way. You know, the Shannonman podcast, as we say in every one of our intros, we, we want to take people who are recovering from religion and help them find their way back to the creator. Yeah. Right. So so we really endeavor to try to and, and it doesn't happen in every episode, maybe, but just trying to bring a, a, a clear perspective to what it means to follow Jesus Christ authentically. Mm-hmm. Right. And and kind of real world stuff. That's why we're talking about, you know, and not it, this isn't everyone's cup of tea. I've, I've talked to, you know, people that you know, Christians that have listened to it podcast and they're like no nah, hate it not really for me and that's fine you can go to your theological podcast and get all fill your boots on that but this is what we do <laughs> um but uh so we really do try to do that and sometimes we hit it and sometimes we don't today i would like to have a chat or we would like to have a chat about predominantly christian kind of christian culture and and maybe maybe give some commentary to it, what we like and what we don't like. So this may not land with everyone, especially if you're listening and you're not a follower of Jesus Christ and you don't go to church, and maybe you're not aware of what is happening yeah. in Christendom, and that's fine. I, I think there's still value in it because I think any time that we make reference to um, being a Christian and living mm-hmm. as a Christian, it gives even those who are pre-Christian kind of some perspective. Well, actually, it's... Uh, as um, I think that maybe this would be good to set it up that this way too is be, uh, because I, I think it 100% does relate to those who are who aren't Christian as potentially like an entry point 
And I actually had this happen recently where I was talking to somebody who uh, is not a Christian, mm-hmm. <coughs> but was interested mm-hmm. and had grown up with Cath- in the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. And they would admittedly say kind of. Like, you know, they were there for the special occasions. It was right. mainly a family member. That, a that was CEO, CEO, church attender. What, CEO? Yeah, Christian, Easter, and one other. Chris, Christmas, Easter, and one Christmas, other? Christmas, yeah. Easter, and one other. <laughs> That's good. I've never heard that the CEO saying that way. So he, uh, this person uh, was um, basically is like trying to find out what the difference was, like between, uh, right. you know, me as a quote-unquote Baptist type person and and Catholic yeah and had started kind of googling and then had some questions so he's we started talking about it and try and I was the whole time I was trying to I was kind of giving answers and ideas but I couldn't really grasp what I personally could boil to say like this is it like because I was I also wanted to have the gospel presentation like I want it to be like it comes down to the gospel and mm-hmm. from there it branches. Mm-hmm. So differing beliefs can, and denominations can come from it. And one of the, th- the main things for me that came up was the idea that when Jesus was calling people to follow after him, it wasn't what I see most times in like social media and in newer worship songs and from a lot of pastors, not, and I say a lot, a lot of times it comes to some different big name people right. and stuff like that, where it's, it's almost like this. It's all, it's about us. It's like, you got this, you're mm-hmm. powerful. God's behind you, got your back. There's great things in store for you. All this kind of like puffing us up rather than what felt like when you read in the gospels, Jesus saying, if you're going to come follow me, it's going to cost you. Right. Right. Like it's going to mean you're, you're going to say everything in my life. I'm willing to give up. I'm willing to give over. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm willing to say to this, you know, to leave my family. He goes as far as saying, leave my family for, for you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So it's going to cost you your, your lifestyle will change. You will say no to things that you say yes to. Now you'll say yes to things you were saying no to before. Like it's this idea that we actually have to get, really serious about and i'm more and more convicted about that now mm-hmm. than i think i i was before why is that what's <sighs> changed for you i don't know while you think <laughs> about that let me let me ask our audience this and and just think about this what is your perception of christianity when you think of being a christian do you think of and it's it's really a spectrum because if you google you know christian preachers yeah you're gonna get you're gonna get the big guys. The big guys are gonna pop up first. They're the ones with the with the biggest platform. Mm-hmm. And I spend a lot of time actually uh, just just recently defending Christianity because someone said, "Well, this guy's in your camp," you know, uh, and he said this, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, uh, <laughs> "No, he's claiming to be a follower of Jesus Christ, but yeah. I wouldn't spend two breaths defending yeah. his stance on on X, yeah, whatever, yeah, right." And so I, I think, so there's the question of the day. What is your perception of Christianity? And maybe you have that perception. It's certainly something that we fight a lot because, as you said, we have this idea that God is there to meet all our needs. Mm-hmm. And as long as we, I call them kind of, and it's not my term, I've heard it from someone else, 
the vending machine God, as long right. as we put in the right amount of money yeah. and press the right buttons, he's going to give us what we want because yeah. he's there for us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that uh, they're the genie God. I've heard him, heard him, re- you know, so is that your perception yeah. of it or is it more, um, or, or is it more like Sam was talking about maybe this idea of Jesus, you know, calling us to take up our cross and follow him. Like it's a real, you know, it's a serious, and maybe that, maybe both of those have, dissuade you from becoming a Christian, mm-hmm. you know? I heard, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was C.S. Lewis. I'm reading a book by him, and I'm pretty sure it was in his book, but it could have been something else maybe. But uh, someone, uh, I think it was him, referenced uh, th- that idea to um, a father versus the grandfather, and it's not father God, it's more grandfather God. Right. So it, it's yeah. meant to be easy, um, kind of spoiling you, there's this kind of lackadaisical kind of um, approach to it rather than the father that's, you know, serious about raising you up and Mm -hmm. having discipline in your life and helping you become a man or a woman, you know, like that idea of, yeah. Yeah. So uh, treating God as grandfather rather than, than father. Mm -hmm. And and I don't think a lot of people that say, that say like father God and they're talking, you know, like Abba father Mm -hmm. and they're thinking there, it feels like there's almost taking some of those attributes of more of a of, of a grandfatherly type person and, and attributing them to a father like there definitely is a fa- there's fatherly love and gentleness and compassion and supporting like even myself as a father like I celebrate my girls and I encourage them I say good things but I'm also I can you know the tough at the right time and mm-hmm. discipline and say hard things and I call them to, to bigger and better and call them to change and those kind of things so you know it's those aspects of it that sometimes I feel personally get left out and to kind of come back to, like you said, what was it that really changed? I think I realized that the amount of time that I'm have left in my life, mm-hmm. the amount of time I have left with my kids, the amount of time I have left on this earth around other people in a relationship with God is limited. And I, n- I no longer want to spend that time less impactful, important things. Like I'm mm-hmm. almost trying to uh, assess the worship songs that I, I, sing and listen to and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff as well as uh the intake of christian media or pastors and their sermons and whatever it is Mm -hmm. and to say how much meat is this giving me like what is it that's really being said about god Mm -hmm. and not about kind of like my life and kind of the I don't know how to explain it. I'm not yeah. finding the right words, but no, it's so, so it's it's I'm placing a higher higher value on those really critical important things. The things that are really going to call us to change, call us to um, direct obedience, call us to really get to the knowledge of God, like to not no longer be kind of like oh this thing about about God we don't really know Him. Yeah, you do because you've spent so much time in mm-hmm. His Word studying it. Like mm-hmm. it's no longer throwing your your kids to the church to get them to teach it it's like oh i don't know theology well then get at it put down your phone mm-hmm. and get to it mm-hmm. like if if you treated this is what i thought i had the other day if you treated your christian life and raising your kids the same way that you treated uh, uh, sorry if you treated your job your workplace the same right you'd get fired yeah. if you went to your boss and your boss said i want you to do this little thing and you said Oh, I don't know how, so I guess I'll just get my coworker to do it for me. Right. It'd be like, well, figure it out. We'll train you. We'll teach mm-hmm. you. Try to learn. Like those are the people that are successful. The ones who are self-started, they're taking initiative, that are learning. Mm-hmm. That's what it's gonna be in the home. Like I gotta learn the Bible to teach my kids. Yes. 
Yeah, because that's your that's your first mission field for you as a as a Christian. Yeah, the, the first disciples, not the first disciples, because you've been you've been leading people all along. But I mean, the most important, the the priority is really switched for you. It to, has yeah. to your to your home, yeah. your your girls and your wife. So, sorry if I got a little, a little excited there. It's no, that's good. Um, I'm just gonna chill out now again. <laughs> <laughs> the you know, and it, and it comes down, it comes down to, and I, I think there, I, I had a thought where I, I'm, I'm more conscious of this now, I think, than I've ever been, and I don't know why. Perhaps it is because I've, I, I don't know if it was just recently over the last couple of years, I've kind of taken a break from really being involved in consuming, mm-hmm. um, the the christian culture yeah yeah and so i i i withdrew from it a little bit because i was i was busy with other things and 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 i was teaching differently at my church too like i i went to book study we went you know we we went to verse by verse study and yeah and but man when i come back to it now i'm i you know we're going through um i I was watching a, a video the other day and it's a a teacher preacher that i respect mm-hmm. but i'm like this is such <laughs> fluff <laughs> like i'm like you uh, know and it was good stuff but i'm i'm like that's not the point of that passage that's yeah, not yeah, yeah like there there's there's better stuff there than what he was giving yeah you know and it was good it, yeah. it was you know it had potential for life change but it, it was just off a little bit it was yeah. so me focused yeah that it was kind of like, and I know, I know for a fact, please don't go back and, because now that everything that I say is, a lot of what I say, not everything, thank goodness, but a lot of what I say is recorded now, so people can go <laughs> back and actually watch the sermons. Uh, don't do that. Cringe. I haven't, that? <laughs> you know, I get it. I get a good one every now and again, but I know you could go back and say, oh, Victor, you, you know, you've done this very thing, which I know I have. Yeah. Um, we probably even have on the podcast before. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But I want to do it less and less. Yeah, oh, right? uh, yeah. I want to do it less and right. less going forward. That's you maturing and, and yeah. growing and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, too, like, like, that's the thing about music, too. Like, the worship songs, I've been more just, even songs that I'm, like, a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, I love this song. And then I'll listen to it now, and I'm like, yeah, what's going on here? Like, this yeah. is a great tune. And this would fit great in a concert vibe with the the lights and the smoke, mm-hmm. and I'd be dancing up and down, having fun. Mm-hmm. It's not saying anything. It's what it is saying is meaningless. Like, yeah, it's just kind of not enough. Like, yeah. it's get some meat in there. Like, th- get get something that's really gonna teach. You. Like, even the Bible says songs that are teaching and admonishing one another. Mm-hmm. Like. And it's just now it's like I almost want to start doing this, carrying a notepad and being like a, a an I or me count. So every time it says me or I in the song, I just tally it. And mm-hmm. if it has more than five, it's just like right. <laughs> it's OK yeah. to say, like, I'm so glad you know, like you saved me or Jesus gave me righteousness or something like that. OK, fine. But if it's like there's a certain point where you're like, oh, I thought these songs were supposed to be about God, not. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just too cynical. No, I I don't I don't think so. I think it's I think it's raising the bar. Uh, you mentioned yeah. you had mentioned earlier. I think we we we're constantly fighting 
as Christians and 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 as church leaders too, we're mm-hmm. constantly fighting this this low bar mentality. Mm-hmm. And I I always said too, when it come even when I was involved in children's ministry, like and and family ministry. You you had mentioned earlier what it means to be a Christian parent mm-hmm. or what it means to raise um, to spiritually nurture kids. Yeah. And I I always t- challenge parents and challenge leaders in church children's ministry don't lower the bar because mm-hmm. human nature is if you lower the bar we'll find a way to crawl under it like <laughs> you know what it, it's as low as the bar is myself included i find a way to just just slip by yeah. you know and so so that's one of the problems is we're not we're not being biblically challenged enough to do what what really what god has called us to do mm-hmm uh, just watch F- Francis Chan, and I don't know what you think about him. Maybe I better be careful about dropping names. But um, he just recently talked about how, as Christians, we we gather and we have these amazing churches and big churches and amazing worship services, and but there's no real love mm. like Jesus talked about. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. where we're not loving each other. Yeah. So we're saying a prayer. We're calling ourselves Christian. Yeah. We're saying good enough. Yeah. But there's no, there's no really that, you know, what Jesus in the Bible talked about a lot, just, just this one another relationship. Yeah. Where we're in, you know, an intimate relationship, not only with God, which is what we're talking about, authentic worship, but we're in this intimate relationship with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going through the book of Acts at Eastside Church, and we just we're in chapter twelve now, where they challenge Jesus, "What's the greatest commandment?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "To love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength." Mm-hmm. And he said, "The second commandment is similar: to love others as yourself." Mm-hmm. And he said, "This is the greatest commandment." So he put those two together: yeah, love God and love others. That's that's the greatest commandment. And a lot of times. I don't see it in the church and I don't think people are really, I think people, people outside the church are not really seeing. No, but, but, but that's, I think that's a bit of the frustration is because the, uh, the definition of what, maybe not the definition, the, the practicality of what that's what is supposed to look like. So I think probably a lot of people would say that what it means to love God is to like go to church on Sunday, mm-hmm. be a part of this worship, this great, music worship experience where you're giving your emotions into it and kind of, you know, listen to the sermon and then, you know, stay away from sin for the week and then come back and have this amazing experience again. Stay away from the right sin. (laughs) The big, the big ones. Like gluttony is fine, but you know, or gossiping, good old Miramichi gossip, you know, that those things are fine, but Hey, 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 careful. (laughs) Uh, but no, it's true, but it's, it's like what, and that's the thing I've been thinking about a lot in my life and probably not really executing it well is just like what where's my time going mm-hmm. because of that time will show what your priority what your love is. So if you love God and you love others, you should be able to take your day or a week or a month or whatever, take the time that you're spending and look at it all mm-hmm. and and then actually be like, oh, this is what I actually love. I actually love my phone because I mm-hmm. spend an average of four hours a day on it. Like that's, that's love. Like that's what, you know, you're, you're, if you're spending all the time there, yeah, that's the thing that 
you're you're chasing and pursuing. Yeah. So it's like considering, okay, the way that I spend my time throughout the week, mm-hmm. how am I going to actually apply the, the thought and not just the thought out of my heart? And I think that's where it comes from. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people potentially don't have heart transformation. Right. And, it, and you have to have heart transformation to give you that, that love. The fruit in your life comes out of that heart transformation. So you have to grow in that love for God mm-hmm. and in that love for others. And it will show you'll start, you will, the things that you do will reflect it. Yeah. And it won't be just like, well, I've avoided the big sins. Yeah. Well, that's not good enough. Yeah. And that's the, the time we invest is a good metric. Here's, here's an even, I, I think not to one up you, but even, oh, an, even be- an even better one metric. Victor even, always one up me. <laughs> an even better metric is where we spend our money too because jesus was very clear that where your treasure is there your heart will be right right so so i think that that is equally important what are you spending your money on you know where's Mm -hmm. where your where's your treasure going yeah is it and and that could that could easily be something that we track as well as christians right right how generous are we with our money man you start talking to people and i'm we just went recently we went through a a business meeting mm-hmm. you know where where you kind of and and i there's stuff come up in scripture and, and since i'm teaching verse by verse i have to hit it yeah we talk about money yeah and then you know people start to squirm yeah it becomes very uncomfortable yeah. and there's a there's a reason for it right um i think people recognize the importance that they have and the idol that our finances can be right and uh yeah so it's just something else for us to yeah for us to keep track of i think and be mindful it's, of. it's funny too because I, I think some people what are some people are like oh you don't like it when the church talks about money they're just trying to get money from us and stuff like that mm-hmm. like to me i'm like if if the church does it well and they talk about the idea of giving from the heart and charity and mm-hmm. that's what it's all about then it won't be about them getting money It'll right. be about what you, like you said, what you do with your money. Like how much are you giving to your, to the neighbor? Like how much are you using for other people who have needs? How much that's mm-hmm. like, it's not just like, did I give my 10% this week to the church? Yes. Again, that may not be enough. <laughs> like that, it, it probably should be more. It yes. should be if you love other people, it's going to, you're going to be, have looser hands on your finances <laughs> well, then. It, it's technically everything. <clears throat> like Jesus raised the bar. You know, again, we're we're going to hit it this week, not to date stamp the, the podcast, but we're at the end of chapter 12 <laughs> where Jesus is actually watching. Think about this. He's actually watching the offering box and what people are putting in. That's very that's, inappropriate, that's what, <laughs> right? And these wealthy people are coming by and putting a lot of money in, yeah. but it's not a lot to them. Right. And then the widow comes by and she gives everything she has. And Jesus took an opportunity to go pull the disciples aside and said, this is, this is following me. Yeah. Right. This is following yeah. me. So it's literally everything. Yeah. Everything is his. So not to, you're right. 10% is not enough. Um, it's literally living open handed with everything that we have. Yeah. And, and you're not, and we're not saying man, that's hard give more than 10% to your church. Or it it would just be the mindset of be being free with your money to give to things and people and organizations that have need. So if well, if, if you're committing ten percent to your church, yeah. you should also be like, well, Bree, uh, um, 
Bree do- doesn't have supper tonight, so I got groceries tonight. So I'm gonna take her to buy uh, groceries. Bree, do you have do you have enough groceries? Uh, she's just the, a, the cafe is not paying her. Enough. She's a teenager. She's <laughs> thousands of kilometers away from home. Has absolutely no one here that cares for her. And no one, and she's in need. We're not even gonna pay her for her producing. No, of this podcast, not a bit. She's giving her time. Oh, this is it. <laughs> she's she's living out what we're talking about. But you know what it is. What it is too. It's it's being so in tune with the heart of God that you're you're actually listening and you're hearing, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so when He says give, you give. It's it's just a an it's an act of obedience. And I don't know exactly what it looks like. I I think. You know, I, I try to, I try to, I've really tried to do this in my life where if someone asks me for something, mm-hmm. then I, as much as I can, I look for a way to say yes. Yeah. And that comes at a cost, not only to, to me, mm-hmm. but to our ministry mm-hmm. and to my personal finances too. Right. And it, it's not, it's not always, um, well received the giving and it it's not it doesn't always look wise on the outset mm-hmm. after it's after it's happened and there's all kinds of opportunity for people to take advantage of that as well yeah. i understand that yeah but but there's i think there's just something to be said and jesus was very clear if someone asked for your for your coat you give them your shirt too like it's jesus always he was always raising the bar taking it one step farther mm-hmm. You know, and and I think you're right, Sam. We we have a Christianity that just looks for the easy way out. Yeah, the easy way. Yeah. Maybe the pendulum is swung. You know, oh, swung to what you mean, like the other I, I th- as far as yeah. I think it's so the as you yeah. would say the peril of the pendulum, right? It's like you know. You Can you check up that saying on your computer? No, it's a, it's, it's a saying. Google that. The peril of the pendulum. Peril of the pendulum. Well, you can get it. You can get. You know, you can get out of balance. You mentioned, like, giving up your giving up your family and risking risking it all. And yeah, I I don't know if that's I don't know if that's always God's will, right? Yeah. Sometimes, perhaps. Well, but how do you well, know oh, that? Well, yeah. Well, I think there's probably wisdom in it. And I've seen there, mission, there, I've seen missionary men that have gone to the mission field. Yeah. And, you know, buried three wives. In the mission at the mission field, when what well was that what really what God wanted you to do is right, or like hearing about pastors who like spend all their time for the ministry and have sacrificed their family. Right. It's like well, well, yeah. The Bible, the biblical example is when the uh, Jesus is like, yeah, you're supposed to take care of your family. That's a command. And they're right. like, well, no, but we were using our money for this. It's like, no, you've dishonored your, you've you've neglected this commandment. Right. Right. You've tried to present yourself in this way and oh, for God, we're going to give her, you know, and then you've done this. So. So. Uh, so yeah. this is what I mean. The pendulum and then and then the pendulum swings too far the other way right. where we're like, OK, we're not going to take any risk yeah. for the kingdom <laughs> at all. Right. right? Yeah. We're going to we're going yeah. to play it yeah. safe. We're going to have safe churches. We're going to have safe families. We're going to have sa- a really safe Christianity. And it'll feel good. And it'll feel good. Yeah. I think I think, yeah, if you get to the point where it's feeling good. You it may you might you need to think rethink it. Like right? You may need to assess it just to be yeah. like okay, because it just seems in the New Testament or well, yeah, throughout the Bible, it's like that's not when things are 
what God wants. It mm-hmm. always seems like when it's what God wants, there's a little bit of that pressure, mm-hmm. you know, a little, a little heat, a little being uncomfortable, yeah. uh, that kind of stuff. And I think we probably have to end soon, but I think the, the, the thing that I come back to, if anything would then be the model of Jesus is I know is too high of a bar for me to hit. Yes. But I got to strive for it. Right. Yeah. So the idea of, sacrifice mm-hmm. and giving kind of mm-hmm. the things that we've been taught and commitment mm-hmm. and discipline, all these things were, were, was represented at the cross when mm-hmm. he went to the cross for us. Right. The big, the biggest sacrifice, the biggest commitment. So if I have a hard enough time, you know, with day to day stuff, I keep my focus there and that should inspire me and challenge me to change things. Mm hmm. And my con and every every aspect mm-hmm. of my life because, yeah. And for our listeners too, I, I, you know, if you're if you are a Christian and you're in a church right now, it probably not a bad idea to go to go into your context, and to just do an assessment, not not to go in critical and and you know start pointing pointing fingers and start, you know berating your pastor <laughs> and your worship leader, uh, but it, it's not a not a bad thing to listen to the songs listen to the sermons like who are you consuming online to like what what pastors are you listening to and and who are you holding up as as teachers Mm -hmm. you know who are you allowing to influence you and to teach you yeah because i mean we're in a i understand too my sermon is not the only sermon that my congregation is consuming too right they're they're listening to all the big guys too as yeah. much as I am, and and we have to be careful of, of what we're doing because yeah. it really starts to shift our perspective, yeah, and it can affect the kind of Christianity that we're living out 100%. in in our community. And that's and like you kind of said earlier, and maybe that maybe really a lot of us, if not all of us, should be stripping da- stripping it all away, yeah, and just going personal and local for a while then, like right. personal as in rather than looking to people on media or podcasts or all that, just you yourself mm-hmm. read and study the word, spend a lot of time in prayer, serve your neighbors, mm. you know, be involved in their lives. And then uh, local meaning your church, like, you know, listen to your pastor's sermon, yeah. be involved in your church and localize everything and have it personal before you rely on all these, these other things. Because, the more that I study personally the scripture, the more I'm able to have a, a deep conviction in it and see it and, and understand it all myself mm-hmm. and then weigh the things that I'm hearing. And, and, and that's probably part of it too, is just feeling a little bit uncomfortable with a lot of uh, stuff going on in the media, like from the Christian circles is because I'm like, I don't feel that that fits with my understanding of the scripture right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And it takes a, it takes a lot of pressure off, off us. You know, it takes pressure off me as as a leader too. Yeah. Not that I need any pressure taken off me necessarily, but it's it's good to know that you're not you're not going you're not you're not in this this rat race to one up. You know the 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 greatest mm-hmm. 
church out there, the biggest, <laughs> fastest growing. Are you comparing yourself to like uh, oh, Elevation and Steve yeah, Burke? Con- yeah. yeah, absolutely, constantly. <laughs> you know what I was yeah, thinking? We just went on to say, uh, get, get rid of all this stuff. And then it's like, oh, well, we won't have any listeners anymore because they'll all be on. Right, exactly. You know. Everything except the Shannonman podcast. Keep us because we're straight. That's right. We got it all. No, we want to. We want to get. Uh, we want. We want simple. Uh, but not easy. We, you know what I mean? No. We want it, the Christian life should be a simple life, mm-hmm. right? And I go back to what's, you know, what's a priority? Jesus made it very clear: love God and love others. Um, you know, some other direction we get. I I go back to you know living at peace with everyone. You know, as much as depends on you, you know, live at peace. And man, we we need that these days too. Like we we can't go out and be, especially as Christians, we can't be, go out and be looking for a fight. Especially on social media, man. Get off Facebook. Oh my goodness. Keep your opinions to yourself. Yeah, that's another whole podcast. We might we're gonna hit that uh. next time, because I've I've just not o- I've never gone I've never had a season in my life where I was more triggered on social media. And I have written and deleted <laughs> more posts uh, in the last two years than I yeah. ever have in my entire life. I'm so glad I'm not on Facebook. Oh, that's where it all happens. Anyway, we'll talk about that maybe next time. I look forward to it. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to say? No, I think you always that's have it. the you always have the last word. Do I? You've had a couple of good last words. Okay, this one's maybe just be come up, maybe just come up with something. I, no, I already have something. Okay, let's give it. Let's do it. I think it's really important that you make sure to manage how many ch- how much chips you're eating in your diet. <laughs> Four bags of chips. I in front <laughs> of you. What like are you gonna you do with all those? You chips? can't eat chips all the time. So people, I would say you know in moderation. Um, be wise, because if you eat too many chips, you know what happens. You get the you, you're like chip drunk. <laughs> Did you, you know you, chips? You want to hang out with your friends, chip drunk. You, you know you, chips are my my downfall. And you just brought in a big bag. Here, have a bag. These are my <laughs> these are my favorite. Are they? Oh yeah, those the that party mix there, Humpty oh, yeah. Dumpty party mix, Ringalos. <gasps> sponsor, not, not a sponsor, <laughs> not a sponsor. We get no money from Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. Anyways, if you're not a Christian, just give it a chance. Look into it. Right. But no, there's it's it's costly. It should cost you your life because it costs Jesus his. Absolutely. Uh, and if you are if you do claim Christianity and you're living comfortably, reconsider. Right. And and for both those groups, get your perspective from the Word of God. Yes. Not ju- not, not the Shannonman podcast. Not the Shannonman <laughs> podcast. Okay, we can say that. Don't don't look to us for your cues on what it means to follow <laughs> Jesus. Although we're trying, okay. But look to Jesus. You're not following Sam. You're not following Bree. You're not following definitely Victor. not Bree. You're following Jesus. Jesus. And so find yeah. out find out who Jesus is. What, what he what he claimed what he's calling us to yeah. and it's probably a much deeper calling than what you ever thought let's <laughs> go feel right. fired up we love you all thanks for joining us Blessings.